Melbourne-based interior designer Fiona Lynch joins Susie Anetta at Carlisle & Co, a private members club in Hong Kong, for an intimate conversation about creating spaces that speak to you. Looking through the lens of key projects, the discussion offers a unique insight into the running of a modern studio and the creative process. The discussion was recorded before a live audience during Hong Kong's annual Art Week. This is the Design Dialogues. Thank you all for joining us here tonight. I know there is a lot going on in Hong Kong this week. It's very exciting to see the energy and the buzz back in the city. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us. For anyone that doesn't know me, I'm Susie Anetta. I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Design Anthology and there are some copies of the magazine here and I would love for everybody to take a copy with you. Uh, and it is a real pleasure for me to be here this evening with Fiona Lynch. So Fiona is uh, very well respected and revered designer in Australia, based in Melbourne, multiple award-winning studio, uh, who works across different typologies. We're going to have a look at a few of her projects this evening. Um, Fiona's quite unique, I think, in a lot of ways in that her background was fine art. So she studied art before interior design. Um, and I think we're going to have a, yeah, a bit of a sneak peek into the process and how that is incorporated into her projects. Um, can everyone hear me okay, by the way? Yep. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, I thought that I might just start by asking you uh, how or why maybe you started to study fine art first mm -hmm. and how you kind of ended up in interior design. Um, welcome, everyone. It's so great that, to see all your, your faces and to join us tonight. Um, so I started off, um, I had a wonderful fine, um, fine art teacher high school. Um, I actually had thoughts about being an interior designer but she actually said to me, no, <laughs> you should paint. <laughs> she said you'd make a terrible interior designer in fact. <laughs> and somehow I ended up, I, so I went off and studied fine art and did honours in it and then I went to a, an exhibition um, at the university that I studied at, RMIT. And I came across John Wardle, who's a really wonderful award-winning architect, and that sort of spurred me to go on and study interior design. Um, so that's sort of how I ended up. Mm. Um, so I yeah, studied for eight years at, at university, and I actually use you know, every bit of it, which is fantastic. And were there particular artists whose work that you were really inspired by that kind of drew you to the art world? And are you kind of still following their work today, would you say? Gosh, I think back when I was, um, you know, 18 I was really into sort of the impressionists then I sort of you know loved the abstract expressionists from um, America uh, which I still sort of you know follow um, yeah so it's still you know very much I sort of travel regularly and um, visit mainly a lot of galleries I'm still very much sort of drawn to sort of learning and and seeing pieces that I haven't seen before um, and then trying to incorporate um, local artists and craftspeople into my work. Well, let's have a look at some of those, shall we? Because we've got some beautiful visuals here and this is going to run on a loop in the background. We'll sort of loosely talk about each of these. So obviously, yeah, with Fiona's background, 
uh, I think it's fair to say that art still is a huge inspiration for you, but I, I think it'd be really interesting to hear about exactly what you just said, how you incorporate art into your project. So this is a residential project in Melbourne. Do you want to talk a bit yes, about Yes, so this is um, Melbourne Penthouse, which is in the latest issue of Vogue magazine. Um, I worked on this over the last three years during COVID. Um, had some illegal meetings. <laughs> I had a very brave client who um, it was actually too difficult trying to explain things, uh, you know, especially with the finishes over Zoom. Um, so there were a number of times where I snuck into her apartment <laughs> um, to show her. And yeah, so she actually didn't have any real interest in design, but is a, a collector of art. And she, um, she has some quite amazing art pieces. Uh, but she's retired and, you know, very successful businesswoman in, in her own right. And this is basically her, her final apartment where she's going to live. So she'll be here um, till the end. And did you find <laughs> yeah, that you were... Just, <laughs> the yeah, end. that's pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> There's room for carers and things like that. Oh, but wow. she's like uh, in her early 70s. Um, yeah, so quite a brave, brave brave client. And yeah. did you find that you were really designing around the current collection or were you sort of looking at new artworks together to incorporate into the um, space? Oh definitely look she had uh, she has quite eccentric taste and she's quite she's actually a scientist by tra um, by training but uh, just yeah quite an adventurous she's sort of quite youthful I think she started off well she, yeah she was a teacher and then she studied um, science. So she's very much interested and open to, you know, trying new things. And she really wanted this apartment to be amazing and, and sort of nothing like any of her friends have seen before. Mm. So there's almost two, there's two kitchens. This is one that looks over a park. This is sort of the everyday kitchen. And then uh, we've probably got, we actually won't go back to it, but there's an, another kitchen that's that sort of where she entertains mm. and that has um, a view over the ocean amazing. or the bay in amazing. Melbourne. So we're now looking at Ace Hotel, which has just recently opened in Sydney. And uh, Fiona Studio did mm. Kiln, one of the yes. restaurants. Do you want yes. to talk about some of the yeah, finishes? So, yes. So this is a rooftop restaurant where we um, – everything's uh, – they wanted it to be Ace, which is a hotel brand from America. They wanted it to be very much an Australian version of Ace, not, not you know, trying to recreate what they've done before. So I sort of went about um, all the materials – Australian local materials so usually Australians hate you use our own stone we really um, look down on it and we only use it outside um, so I brought a lot of our Australian stones inside and you know worked on this is a beautiful metal finish which is actually sprayed brass filings and I wanted to create this ombre effect onto aluminium and you know all the timbers are Australian everything was made locally um, so that's sort of yeah mm. so yeah in, usually Australians, we don't really like to think about Australian design. We always sort of look to Europe um, or Asia. Um, well, this is probably a good segue a to bit, this project. Yes, yes, yeah. So Makiko Yorjin yes. is Australian based, but she's obviously a Japanese yeah. designer. Do you want to talk about these vessels? Yes. And these so they, she usually she, make, she makes these beautiful wooden vessels on a small scale and I was commissioned to come up with an arts installation for this space which was seating but also an intervention. So it's two public foyers in Melbourne. So now we're looking at images yeah, of the so store. Makiko, yeah, so we had a sort of that. a master um, craftsman who also worked with her because they were all turned on a lathe and you can imagine recycled, um, it's all recycled timber. 
um, Monterey Cypress, um, which is actually quite a light, well, they're not lightweight when they're this big, but it's a fairly light timber. Mm. Um, and what's the finish? Yeah, so okay. then, she, she, then she dips them into water and then she burns them with the blowtorch and it's called Shugi Barn. Um, mm. And w- the town where she grew up in Japan, they used to have this ceremony of the burning dolls um, when she was a little girl. And so this, that's her inspiration. Her parents, she actually trained as a photographer and then did a wood turning course and has now become this master craftswoman and she hasn't told her parents back in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny when this was published, I'm like, I think you might need to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, this is a, uh, an Australian fashion label called Lee Matthews. Um, you can buy her things on Netta Porter. Um, this, yeah, this was really a wonderful project to work on where we worked with a ceramic artist who made this big ceramic piece here. Amazing. Um, and a metal worker, um, Michael Giddings. Um, so a lot of... And there's yeah, beautiful textures on the wall, which is like thick and pesto paint. Um, and we really wanted it to be this sort of mix between, you know, hard finishes that are very sharp like this mirrored box which is actually the change room and then these soft more feminine sort of materials and um you know it's quite minimal but i think it you know it's quite rich and layered and it was sort of i think this was from about five years ago but it still looks fantastic and it's it's worn really well Mm. um how do you find that process of collaborating with crafts people um for specific commissions look it's sort of fantastic it's probably the my favorite part apart from working with clients um to work with you know to give them an opportunity to do something on a larger scale rather you know which is great so that's fantastic and there seems to be more and more clients that are wanting to do that Mm. um, as a point of difference as opposed to just buying materials off the shelf like imagine if you could design your kitchen and it's all made by a jeweler or something like that so mm. or a ceramic artist so th- i think that's sort of the next level i think of where design's going not um it's not just a matter of putting a vessel on the edge of a bench but you know commissioning um, commissioning someone something unique, yeah, yeah. unique. yeah um Amazing. like i think i suppose frank lloyd wright used to do you know a lot of this an amazing um, piece of his work in, um, at the Met, which they've um, brought across and inserted. And it's all sort of made by, you know, incredible craftspeople. So it's just that, that tradition of bringing that craft back and, and mm. appreciating it. Because mm. I think after the 70s, a lot of people, well, they loved pots in the 70s, but I think in the 80s it was sort of a bit shunned and we all wanted these super slick spaces and it's sort of now I think especially post-COVID everyone's wanting their homes to feel much more relaxed and you know textured and interesting Mm. well speaking Um, of homes so there's mm. another Melbourne home here yeah this is a warehouse in Melbourne um and yeah it was for a bachelor client (laughs) it's very it's very masculine um, he, he was yeah, recently divorced. He didn't want any beige. <laughs> so I think his ex-wife loved beige. He was okay. traumatised. And his only thing was no beige. <laughs> and it was funny. When it was finished, he walked in and he said, look, I knew it was going to be good, but not this good. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he still lives there today. We're actually doing some more work for him 
um, where we're going to be creating a, a beautiful uh, metal screen, um, which will be great. Mm. Um, and then, yeah. So this is, yeah, a museum. Yeah, this is Tarawara Museum, which is... Rural um, Victoria, is that right? It's, yes, it's just like an hour out of Melbourne. Um, I wouldn't, is it a private museum? It's not, it's not government owned, so I suppose it is private. Mm. Um, but it's a private pretty, run. yeah, it's a pretty beautiful um, architectural building. We sort of worked on their um, shop space um, where we created these beautiful handmade aluminium cabinets that were made by Daniel Barbera, um, who's a fantastic furniture maker. Um, is he Sydney based or? Oh, he's Melbourne based. He's Melbourne based, okay. Yeah, Melbourne based. Yeah, it's kind of an yep. interesting concept, though, to be coming in and creating a retail space within a gallery, museum mm. setting, given your background as well. Yep. Yeah, and look, I suppose this gallery has been there for 20 years, so I really wanted it to be um, that it had, was always there. And my, my background previously, before starting my own business, um, I worked for a number of um, architects, and so I always have that respect for... The building it's in um, and, you know, not trying to sort of almost making it look like one hand mm. in a sort of respectful way but hopefully embellishing it. Anyway, it's become – they've. Uh, it's actually been a really great opportunity for the gallery to make money because now they sell a lot of books and um, – Was that something yeah. that you really had to take into consideration? Yeah, they were very much about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they probably told me about that afterwards. They said, Fiona, we're very happy people are using the space. And yeah. um, these are gorgeous little tables, uh, a custom little metal leg where you can assemble offcuts of stone. Um, these are little jewellery boxes that I designed that are made out of this wonderful finish called Marlboro. And, um, Fun. They're yeah, they're pretty special. And so this is a bar within the NGV. So for anyone who doesn't know Melbourne, the NGV is the National Gallery of Victoria. It probably gets more foot yeah. traffic than any other cultural yeah. institution in Australia. Uh, and this was a bar that you yes, designed? Yes, so this was sort of a, a pop-up um, where they asked me to... They had a Spanish, a big Picasso exhibition and they were bringing in a, a, a you know award-winning restaurant. And so I designed this bar that's actually all made out of vinyl leather um and yeah it's all hand stitched and um to sort of wrap around and uh you know uh, we sort of brought in the the light they have this light in the restaurant and they always do these over the top floral um insertions yeah do you love it <laughs> so how flexible do you yeah. need to be with your design when you're collaborating with someone who's actually making your well, ideas because i guess there's a bit of room for maybe experimentation or if you don't know if something's possible well this this you know when they came to me i said how long have we got and they said a month or something like that and i said have you got anyone that can make it and they're like no and i was like great <laughs> so yeah this was a table so we had to have we had to sort of drawn some of our makers to make everything and I think we had five weeks or something, um, which was a very short period of time. Um, with clients, I, I actually, all of our projects are very different and the reason is that our clients are very different mm. and want di very different things. Um, I think there's probably a thread that goes through that you can sort of tell that it's our studio's work, but I really enjoy the start of a new project where you're hearing from your client about what their dreams and hopes are for their project and then 
going away and coming back with other ideas that maybe they hadn't thought of um, and, and to hopefully take them on a journey where they really enjoy the process of engaging a designer and um, mm. working through. So this is another um, restaurant space in Melbourne. Yeah, this is Prefix, which was um, actually a very low budget project. It was $100,000. Wow. Maybe some people can tell, but it was actually a very difficult space. It was a concrete shell with very little natural light. And so I brought in this yeah, um, bronze mirror at the back um, to sort of illuminate it. Um, but see this, this finish on the wall, this is a finish called OSB. It's $12 a sheet. And then we painted it in a glossy sort of white and it was actually really beautiful and textural and much better than just putting plasterboard up. Mm. Um, Clever. Yeah. And in terms of like art mm. selection, how do you find that process works and how does it differ between, say, commercial project? Obviously, this is a restaurant. It needs to, you know, turn over mm. a certain number of covers each night. We've looked at a couple of residential projects. Mm. How, how do you find that differs or is it really just completely different in every project? This is actually a really wonderful artist. Um, she's a digital artist, Sophie uh, Streslecki, who makes these beautiful prints. Um, look, it's I think art's incredibly personal and I, I suppose with my clients sometimes they'll have um, a collection already actually the the first one the Melbourne penthouse they, they love collecting and um, I actually helped them um, buy some pieces at the recent Sydney contemporary mm. which was great um, but it's something you know quite often I might have a client that I might have worked with five years ago and I'll, I'll come across an exhibition and I'll send them a photo and say mm. you know I think you should have this and mm. and that's really great and they'll you know to sort of especially as an after service you know I don't make anything from it it's just great yeah. to sort of help people still um, you know em embellish their homes and make them richer so mm. but it's yeah it's a very personal thing uh, you know but I suppose getting to know your, you know, my clients, you sort of get an idea of what they like mm. um, and, and, and hopefully, you know, help, help source interesting things. Have you had many clients yeah. where it's you're starting from scratch and building the collection from the ground up or is there generally something already in place? Um, there's a project coming up. Yeah, actually, this, this is quite is an incredible yeah, house, actually. This is quite an incredible house. Um, this is actually a piece that we helped... Um, purchase for a client. It's um, beautiful glass and it's all sort of layered. Um, so, yeah, this is... Yeah, so I suppose with that, uh, there's a project coming up which I'll show you. So, yeah. Okay. Um, but let, yeah, maybe tell us how the client found you mm. for this one. And you said there was quite a major interior refit around this particular project. Oh, this one. Is that right? Yes. Well, yes. There were <laughs> <laughs> this was actually all very oppressive very heavy sandstone walls and it's actually a chateau which you don't really have chateaus here in hong kong not so much you see them <laughs> you see them in paris it's like a re recreated chateau that had been done um but it was pretty austere and pretty full-on um so with this we had yeah we you know tried to sort of modernize it but it's still got the sort of chateau-y sort of windows proportions and proportions and things mm. like that um this is their bedroom and this is their bath their ensuite that you can see um, it feels like it could be in belgium yeah it does feel like that or somewhere yeah. in europe yeah so the client at the time i suppose that they didn't 
tell I didn't I don't know if I can't trying to remember if I that yeah, they were planning to buy it, do it up and then sell it. They they could see great potential for it to be made into something else. Mm. Um, so I think yeah, they ended up making, you know, three million dollars or something like that, um, when they sold it. So you can sort of see the front of the chateau here. Mm. Um, different on the outside. This is it? a little wardrobe piece that I designed for Melbourne Design Week, um, which is all made out of aluminium. It's meant to be like a kimono. It's like for someone with a very small wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 on the other side, you can hang clothes and there's one drawer and you can put your shoes at the bottom. Um, this is a little mirrored cabinet that's out of leather and brass. And on the sides, when it folds back, you can put all your makeup. Um, are they both Melbourne-based fabricators that you work yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, all Melbourne. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's amazing. It's pretty incredible. Mm. Um, <laughs> the client wanted this very full-on, austere, <laughs> um, chunky Flintstoney. He'd been, he'd seen some of Henry Timmy's work, um, and he wanted to create a fireplace. So this is all chiselled bluestone um, with these massive designer logs that he that he found somewhere. <laughs> um, Designer yeah. logs, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want designer it's actually logs? A ga- it's a gas fly- fireplace, I think, so it actually does throw off heat, but the logs stay there and they don't burn. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, so, yes, so this client we helped um, put together their art collection, so there's some pretty fantastic pieces. This is a champagne, that was a little champagne cabinet that I designed just there. Um that opens up. It's got a solid timber handle. Um, and do you tend to work with the same yeah. sort of craftspeople and fabricators? Yes, Does that definitely. Make things easier? Definitely. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, clients will have a builder that they want us to work with and sometimes it might just be because they're a great friend but not necessarily the best craftsman and that mm. can really change a project and make it um, difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot more work. Um, so this is their living room. This is actually a little John Pawson um, little ceramic vessel sitting here. So this was the home or the client yeah. that you started to build yes. up the art yep. collection for? But they also okay. wanted to collect major design pieces as well. Mm. So we've got, you know, Christophe Delcourt little table. This is a Charlotte Perrion um, table and the, the flagard um, chair from Carl Hansen and Son. So that was so sort of, yeah. Where did you start? Oh. <laughs> Um, look, I, I suppose because of my fine art background, I've always I've got lots of relationships with galleries, mm. and um, this clients we get along incredibly well. So we went off, you know, and visited a whole lot of galleries that I thought that she would um, enjoy visiting, and um, yeah, so we just did that. We started there and just yep. worked from identified di- identified yeah. Yep. Okay. And is that still an ongoing process with these clients or? Um, yeah, definitely. I've just done some recent work for her where we've um, they've got another living room out the back where we've just, yeah, purchased. So, yeah, it's, it's great. I've actually worked with this client for about 10 years. So mm. we, we started in one room and we've moved through the house oh, wow. um, as she's sort of had the budget to do it. Um, that must be quite satisfying. Yeah, she's got a, yeah, Bill Henson is a famous photographer at the back. Mm. Um, this is Patricia Piccinini, who's a really wonderful Australian sculptor. I don't um, know her work. Yeah, okay. she's pretty fantastic. 
And what's that at the back on the wall? Oh, I'm going to have a blank. She's from the <laughs> Flinders Lane Gallery. Okay. Um, but it's, it's actually out of fencing wire and neon. Um, Interesting. I'm going to feel bad that I've forgotten her name. <laughs> we can come back. Um, but we also... My background originally was doing residential projects, but in the last few years we've also been doing a lot of retail work as well. Um, so, so this, this is, is another a, Australian brand, yeah, right? Yeah, it's another Fashion Australian brand. brand um, without much product there, but this, that was sort of their counter. This is looking into the store. Um, and were there any yeah. particular special craftspeople or artists well, that you brought into yeah, this space? This, this was a, little, a light fitting that I designed with um, Christopher Boots. Mm. I'd seen he had something similar, but it was a standing lamp. And, okay. and I sort of did the sketch. I said, can you do, why don't you do something like this? So this is actually a one-off light piece and it's probably worth a lot more money than I think the $1,000 that, <laughs> that our client <laughs> paid for at the time. So that's pretty, he's now a, he, yeah. He exhibits in Milan every he year. He exhibits yeah, in Milan. He's, um, his light fittings now, they, I think they start at like thirty or $40,000. They're very expensive. So. Mm, quite beautiful um, I, though. Yeah. Melbourne has quite a, an amazing community of kind of designer makers mm. and I, it seems like you're really trying to tap into that community mm. and pull that into projects. I think yeah. you were telling me an anecdote about a client that you did a presentation to who was mm. a bit disappointed that you hadn't... Uh, Included uh, much Australian. I, I, no, I had a few things. There was a client that I had that um, she was a bit shocked that I had European and American furniture and lighting, and that it, that it wasn't all Australian. And and um, and I said, well, you know, it's great to think about. You know, Australia is a new country. It's not like you know China or um, Europe. You know, isn't it great that we can put Australian designers work with European designers who have the best um, factories and craftspeople. Um, but it did sort of, <laughs> she sort of said, you've got a responsibility to be supporting people. And she, she was sort of a, you know, very successful CEO, um, supporting your design community. And um, so, yeah, so the next presentation, I had a lot more Australians, <laughs> <laughs> designers work in her um in her uh, for her home so there's a lot yeah. to choose from though right there is mm. there's i think now especially with you're, you're probably all on instagram um there's you know i think the whole world is sort of opened up really especially mm. from that like it's amazing the people that you can find um that you wouldn't have come across their work previously mm. so this yeah. is yeah this is a boutique whereabouts is this one this, this is, is in brisbane. brisbane okay um so this is the same brand um but a slightly more elevated feel this is actually silver leaf that we've patted onto a, a concrete column mm. um there's a volker Hag custom light that folds over this and so with someone like volker Hag, so he's also a melbourne based yep. um i guess lighting brand yeah, how does that process of collaboration work? Because they have their own collection, their own designs that mm. they sell, but you've obviously kind of come in and it's, it's a yeah. real collaborative effort. Yeah, we love working. Like, I think actually Volker was saying that I was one of his first clients back when he used to crush paint tins. Oh. And he had this fantastic light that was curved like a dome out of paint tins, but then he dipped them in all different colours, um, powder-coated. Yeah, and I had a client that was brave enough and, <laughs> and had that in her home. 
Um, so yeah, he's got a wonderful collection, and they're not overly expensive, but they're just they're so beautifully made, and they're you know really sort of unique. The designs you can tell that he hasn't been copying things from or being too um, inspired by other people's work, which mm. is great. Yeah. Um, so you had that one client that was really pushing you to you know work with Australian brands and makers but do you think that or do you feel that all of your other clients are as open and receptive definitely I think yeah I think I think it's really sort of changed I think people like to have um a mix and an eclectic mix I think that's probably why they come to our studio that they know that we're not just going to go to one supplier we'll we'll go to 50 suppliers and hopefully you know create a really um rich and sort of educated design art experience Mm. um that isn't you know can't be replicated easily or um Mm. yeah so i can't read backwards i can see the reflection in the window down there but i can't read (laughs) backwards so this is another restaurant this is in sydney this is a restaurant that actually won best restaurant design um last year at our eat drink design awards um it's very austere and there's sort of a reason for that um, it's an Italian restaurant, but it's actually set in a very industrial industrial part of Sydney called Parramatta, which is actually the centre of Sydney. Um, and it's fully being re- – a bit like here in Hong Kong. It's like lots of, you know, big massive buildings going up. Mm. And our client wanted it to feel very – you wanted it to feel Italian but very urban. And um, so, you know – this idea of uh, this is an artist Benzo who, who etched into the wall, and he's got F loves M. M's my client Morris, <laughs> and you know F loves P. I think Peter's the builder. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got F that love hearts. Very cute. I um, actually noticed that. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very cute. <laughs> sort of had like a bit of a story. Um, yeah, this is actually a Volkerhag light here. That's. Um, you know, it's quite a minimal well. light, but it's all hand cast um, aluminium. Just got yeah, and this is actually coir matting. You know the the matting door mat door mm. matting that you have going into your homes. Mm. I had this idea of instead of doing carpet to do this, and it's been the most fantastic finish. It wow. still looks, even though this gets have you know, it gets really punished with people um, coming in and out. Um, it's. Very, yeah. very cheap. <laughs> She's good on the budget. Very cheap. <laughs> yeah, very cheap. Did it cheap. take a bit of research to find something? Well, we did. So it, com- it actually comes in, yeah, you get in a big role. So luckily, you know, we had to sort of work it out and exactly. Ah, did you? The, the fit restaurant out. fit out? Um, this fit out, oh, look, this, I think it was probably. Uh, look, the kitchen, I don't know actually the number all up. Um, I don't know, it's probably... More like than 500000 Yeah, it's more. It's probably <laughs> closer to a million dollars is fit out maybe, but it's it's probably because of where it's sort of situated and they had a very... The kitchen's very full on, mm. so it's probably a million dollar kitchen than the fit out. Um, but, yeah. Lots of textures. Yeah. So another residence, mm. this one's in Alston Week, so this is kind of more of a bayside mm. suburb for anyone that doesn't know Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. so... Also um, actually impressive art collection. Well, yes, but this cl- this client's actually a famous chef in Melbourne. Um, I won't name, say who he is, but he has about five restaurants that are all 
probably our best restaurants that we have in Melbourne. He, across the road from one of his restaurants is um, Anna Swartz Gallery, which is one of the best galleries in Melbourne. And she has a deal with him that she will, he will do catering for her events and then she gives him artworks. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he can switch them, you know, he can change them if he gets, That's you know. a great deal. I know, isn't that a great deal? <laughs> So, so he doesn't they've own got these pieces? No, he doesn't, own, he oh doesn't wow. own that piece. Okay. Yeah. That's fun though. Yeah, so that's quite clever. But do you get involved yeah. in helping him decide which pieces? Oh, look, not, not with that one. Yeah, okay. I think that that relationship was already there before I came along. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. So. Um, but did you feel like you were designing the space around, I guess, that idea of being able to show different not pieces? actually with that one. He actually just brought that in at the end. And I was like, Wow. Mm. Where was this? And yeah, it, and great it was there, amazing because I actually had these cushions and I was like, this actually matches perfectly. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> was, that was actually a bit of a surprise. Mm. Um, yeah. Sometimes we have that where, you know, our clients might, during the process, they might go off and buy something and surprise me at the end. Yeah. Or sometimes it might be that we will bring, if they don't have any art, we might bring in art for when we do a, a, a photo shoot at the end of the project mm. um, where they'll actually end up buying some of the pieces. So that's quite a good way for them to see it in the in space. space yeah. um, so we've done Did that you before. feel like you needed to be quite flexible though, knowing that he was going to be bringing in different pieces from the gallery with the agreement or the arrangement that he had? Was I guess it's a bit like a gallery in some sense. Yeah, look, I think if, but with people's homes, I think the great thing is that they can keep keep changing it. Like one of my clients, the Fitzroy um, residents, uh, he's constantly buying things and it's actually great seeing year after year, you know, it be, you know, at the start feeling quite austere and then suddenly feeling more layered because mm. I think that's sort of where um, I think with design, you can sort of see in this space here the way Ilsa Crawford sort of layered all the styling and things like that. It's mm. It t- actually takes time yeah. um, to collect all those things. Like you could go out in one day to try and buy it all, but sometimes it can yeah, still look like you've styled it. A good point, actually. So it's better if you do it over time. Mm. Um, so you you try to encourage clients definitely. to kind of take their time, and definitely if you f- you know if they fall in love with something, you know often that will, you know they might not have any knowledge of design or art, but they see something that you know not with every client. Sometimes some clients have better taste. Yeah. <laughs> but I've actually got one client who's I don't know, um, yeah not not in design, but he's actually got he loves um, he loves purchasing things through the markets the all the auction houses oh. but weirdly for someone not trained <laughs> has a pretty good eye go. um, and I'm actually working with him at the moment because he's actually bought too much and <laughs> it's driving his wife mad so we're trying to sort of edit it and um, pull it back and all move things around to some of his other houses mm. um, well we're now yeah. at workshop so this is actually uh, Fiona's own space mm. that's part of your office. I haven't been to your current office, but yeah. the previous incarnation of it, it was a, a small space off the studio mm. where, well, I'll let you explain. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I had this idea about, you know, creating a space where I could ask some of my craftspeople to come and have an exhibition. So this is actually da- Daniel Barbera with one of his beautiful cast bronze tables. Um, this is all beautiful fragments from his um, workshop that he's come and put as an installation along um, the table. And he'd made these funny little sculptures, which was wonderful. Um, 
and yeah, this was sort of another exhibition that we had with um, Don Cameron from Sydney. He he's, he was actually a film director turned um, kind of collector or he, he sort of helps people collect amazing pieces from around the world. Um, this is someone that worked during, I think this was, yeah, quite an expensive piece. Some, uh, uh, an artist that worked during, um, you know, Picasso's time. And then there's um, Scarpa lights up above, which are quite beautiful, vintage lights. So, yeah, he's a vintage arts um, or design dealer. Mm. Yeah, so he actually hadn't had a pop-up or anything like that in Melbourne. So he came and had an exhibition with us, which mm. was great. Amazing. Um, yeah, I just, I love the idea of you, I guess, constantly sort of trying to elevate and yeah. celebrate uh, design, design and craft. Yeah. yeah. Or applied arts, yeah. I suppose I should call it. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, th- this was actually the first exhibition we had at workshop um, with, uh, yeah, some of Makiko's pieces down here. And this was actually a prototype for A.D. Collins Street. So I think at that time I'd already commissioned her for um, A.D. Collins Street. So um, that was great. And how often are Mm. you doing shows in the space? Um, Look, during... I think this was actually the last show we had just before COVID. Melbourne got shut down. I had my opening and then the next day we went into lockdown. Mm. Um, (laughs) So we haven't had it. We haven't had. Um, oh, last year we actually had a exhibition at Melbourne Design Week. We actually had in another space, which was fantastic. So, um, yeah. So we hope to do more. But you know, at the moment we've got too many projects on. So <laughs> it's, it's taking. Uh, and this is um, on our website. We have um, a, an open resource called Future Archive, where. All the information we collect about new materials, sustainable materials, we upload onto our website for people to, if they're wanting to find something or um, if they're doing a project or what have you. Um, a lot of the materials might be um, not quite ready for commercial use, but I think in 10 years' time, most of the building materials we'll hopefully be working with will be sustainable. And I'm sort of hoping that our studio is at the forefront of that um, at the moment, it's you know it's quite limited. Mm. Um, apart from I think you know working with local stones and timbers, you know then there's a lot of plastics that are being recycled that you can use um, in projects. But I think it, you know I think there's, they say that there's four thousand material new materials being made each day around the world. Wow. So I think it'll you know I think more and more there'll probably be more policy about you know I know already in Australia. If you're working on a, a government project, you, you have to sort of have um, a certain percentage of the materials being recycled or locally resourced. Um, not sure if that's the case here, but <laughs> I don't it think might so. not, not yet. <laughs> but anyway, Maybe it'll probably yet. become. <laughs> I think it'll it'll sort of take time. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of yeah exciting to be working on that. Mm, yeah, wonderful. Mm. Great to be sharing it yeah. as well. Well, thanks for joining us tonight because I know there's, yeah, as I said, a lot going on. Um, it's, yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you here. I hope you've enjoyed the talk. Maybe we should give Fiona a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you.